Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, currently serving as Associate Pastor for Youth, Young Adults, and Families with Young Children at Second Presbyterian Church in Little Rock, and your host. If you have any questions or have ideas, you can find the Facebook group for podcast listeners by searching for Parents Take 5, that's F-I-V-E, and the same is true for Instagram. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Okay, y'all, we are back today with Brian. I am so glad that he is with us again. Y'all need to check out the last episode that dropped because it is on fire. Yes, sir. Brian is uh, helping us all try to um, gain some perspective as we move through what begins uh, 2022. How did that happen? Gosh. Okay, so Brian you are a parent yeah i am you are and you have yeah. amazing little middle schoolers just yeah, and like... not little not little <laughs> they are amazing they're not little my my son is 511 so oh. yeah there's nothing little or short about my man middle that's a growth spurt Whew. yeah man okay so i also have a middle schooler and i have to say a lot of change happens yeah. um, a lot of change happens uh so with two middle schoolers, tell me uh, what life is like as a parent with two middle schoolers. Yeah, I mean, so is one of the things that people always said is like, like you're gonna like have all the things figured out, having done ten years of student ministry on staff, being done a couple of years before that in intern and volunteer roles, and then being a volunteer in student ministry for the last five years. Um, like, there is some truth to that, right? But I kind of use the analogy of like. It's the difference between owning a dog and dog sitting. Uh, doing student ministry is akin to dog sitting. I would take them for a weekend or a week, and then they went home. I now own them. Mm. Um, and so owning middle schoolers and pastoring middle schoolers is a very, very different experience. Uh, I think for our kids, you know, part of it is like my wife is a, is a certified seventh grade English teacher. Mm. Um, and so like we both bring a pretty high familiarity and comfort level. With middle schoolers and i think there's kind of two things on the one part there is an ease of understanding what middle school world is like um you know i i'm, I'm more like i know what TikTok is i know what snapchat is i know the ups and downs of all the different social media platforms i get the social dimensions i kind of could anticipate some of the changes right the like the pulling away the distancing the lower levels of affection the closing off the looks you get of like you don't get it when in your head you know you do <laughs> but knowing that knowing that their response is going to be you don't understand like knowing that there was some help there mm. the downside was knowing all those things right of being like yeah like okay my kid is now in seventh and eighth grade what does this mean right and all the issues that as a normal parent you can kind of pretend don't exist like like pornography, like the sending of illicit photos, like all that good kind of stuff that kicks up in middle school that I know that I can't deny that is reality for my kids, right? And like, mm-hmm. um, 
so that's the up and down of it. it it's like yeah like knowing more is an advantage but also you can't be naive i think there's also a challenge for me has been like recognizing that the parent and the pastor sit in different roles in kids lives mm -hmm. and i can't be both right and like like i remember the first sunday my son was in sixth grade this and this was pre-covid he came up to me and he's like hey i'm gonna sit with ryan in worship today and ryan is east pastor um you know and i remember telling somebody that and they're like weren't you heartbroken i was like no 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 like that's a really good sign like when my kid has a reason somebody else he wants to sit with the church who's not me that's the role of the pastor is to be the church like role in my kid's life um so like realizing though that i sit in a different seat and have a different role and i can't try and be the parent that my kids can talk to about everything right and like i know in my role both as a volunteer and as a pastor like i found out stuff before parents did and there's stuff that i knew that parents still don't know happened right and i need to be okay with that and realize that my kids need that too right like i like i can't be the pastor that you tell the story to and you're like yeah i would leave that one out like i don't think your parents need to know that or we go oh no no no, that one that one we need to go tell mom and dad like you and i are going together right and so realizing like the knowledge that comes with it but also some of the like pitfalls of being not the pastor but being the parent yeah i agree with that i find myself like because you know so much you know right and you know yeah we know yeah we, we've walked with students through a lot yeah. of things right and parents yeah. through a lot of things yeah. yes um yeah i hear that it is uh it, it is certainly like that what is it um what is your favorite thing to do with your middle schoolers uh torture them actually no um, <laughs> my so my favorite thing to do with with our middle school kids specifically is the same thing that i learned to do in doing student ministry and that is find out what makes them tick um the thing i learned about parents in doing student ministry is that parents often don't know their own kids um they don't know what their own kids are really interested in they don't know and part of it is like well Micah doesn't talk to me you also don't ask and you don't ask in ways that make your kids want to talk and you also don't respond in ways that make your kids want to talk right and so learning what your kids are interested in and like taking time to really say hey what are you interested in today because you may think you know right and like we've routinely found stuff out i'm like wait you've read how many of that books oh i've read eight of this series i did not know that right i did not know like so so taking the time to ask the question to really listen and to respond in a way that invites that conversation to continue so you know, if you think something that your kid is doing is stupid and a waste of time, and you tell them it's stupid and a waste of time, that is the last time they're going to tell you anything. Mm. And I'm blame them. Um, you know, like like my kids are into like young adult fiction books that I could care less about because I'm just not a reader, right? It's just not my thing. Um, and yet, asking them what are you reading, right, and just finding out some of the information, like. Those were skills in student ministry. Like part of what I told volunteers is figure out what makes a kid tick. Something excites every kid. Yeah. And it could be dance, it could be football, it could be music, it could be drawing, it could be writing, it could be reading, it could be whatever. You gotta find out what makes your kid tick. And that's been a lesson in parenting I've had to apply. Like find out what makes my kid tick. Yeah. Um, because that's when they do open up is when you show genuine, a genuine interest in what 
you know, they, what they're interested in. Um, I also love like asking the question of who is there, right? You want to find out a lot about your kid, find out what friends are hanging out with. Um, you know, I, I had the new experience of picking my kid up at 11 PM after a theater after party on Friday night. And, you know, the first question, so who is there? And he rattled off, you know, four or five names and three of my knew, two of them I didn't. And I was just like, oh, so who's Claire? Like, not Southern Creek Claire, this is a different Claire. Oh, yeah, well, this is Claire. And then I found out who Claire was, right? Um, and again, not in a suspicious way, but I didn't know. I had no idea he was Claire. Now I do. Um, so that kind of stuff, like, that's my favorite thing is to, to like, ask those good open-ended questions and remind myself to really listen, even if once they start answering, I'm like, oh, I don't care at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, what, do you think is a good way to keep our um, middle schoolers or youth or students uh, engaged in growing in faith at home? So the, so there's two, I think there's two things there that really stand out to me. One is beginning to realize that they have thoughts, opinions, and questions that they are not going to necessarily ask if you don't ask them about them so some of the best conversations we've had lately have been when the four of us have gone to church together which is not often because of my job but when the four of us have gone to church together asking the question of so what did you think of the sermon and sometimes the answer is i don't know i didn't really pay attention and that's fine but sometimes they picked up on something right and so again it's about asking good open-ended questions about kids i think that's a lot of the role of parents um is like finding out first from your kids what they took from it, what they heard, what they, and what they listened to. I think the other thing that's really important is figuring out what at church excites your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, like my daughter really wants to help with children's church, right? And like that, she really isn't that interested in church in general. But when it comes to helping in children's church, like she's been aiming at that since she was like in first grade of like, that's something she wants to do. Um, you know, my son is much more social, the social elements he loves when it comes to church. Um, you know, but he's, he's interested in like doing PowerPoint and doing that kind of stuff in worship and like those finding out what excites your kid about church and make, and, and engaging them and understanding that, you know, maybe one out of five times you're going to get a good answer. And the other four, they're going to be like, I don't know. I didn't know I paid attention today. Okay. One thing I hear you saying is the assumption that parents are going to go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I, but you can do the same thing with youth group. Like I pick my kids up from youth group. Like where, so my kids are going to youth group now. I'm not a volunteer. I'm just a parent. And like they get in the car and I was like, so what's up with tonight? Right. And so even if you're not there for whatever reason, um, it's still helpful. Now for, for youth leaders, if you're listening, one of the best things I ever did was type up a three sentence summary of the youth group talk and put it in the news for the week. Mm. Um, because for the four parents who took me up on it, which is more than zero, you know, that gave them something to know, Oh, here's the main theme of what you talked about on Sunday night. Um, and again, I, I don't want to say that like most of my parents use that information. They didn't. But for, but for the couple who did, it was really helpful for them to have some background so they could have those conversations with their kid at home. I think the thing about middle school is middle school is formed, faith in middle school is not formed by facts. It is formed by teaching kids to engage 
their thinking and their emotions and their instincts with what they've learned about faith. And we don't do that by hammering them with data. We do that by teaching their brains to function um, in new and different ways, right? So, so engaging them, it's in conversation when they repeat it, when they hear themselves say it, that's when kids begin to grasp the reality of what, of what we've been trying to teach them. So it's not that teaching is not important. I realize what I said sounds like, you know, you shouldn't teach. It's not that, right? <laughs> it's, it, it, it's content and engagement in a cycle which is why in so many of our student ministry, small group discussions are critical, right? Because you just talk to kids for 20 minutes, you've moved a little bit, but then it's the engagement and reflection and application work. That's where I think adults and parents are really critical in helping kids form faith. Mm. I love that. I'm really glad that you, that you uh, broached that because I think you're, well, I know that you're right in so many ways with that, that um, there are, so many chances of having great conversation with our students that, and we just miss the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we could just find the opportunity to ask a good open-ended question, um, just in the midst of everyday life, I mean, you don't even, if you're not going to church, if you're not, if your kids aren't going to youth group and, and, you know, faith is important to you and you're, and you're in the middle of trying to figure everything out. Um, that's a great way to start having conversation, um, is just don't miss the opportunities when you see the billboard or you see the, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, and you ask questions about who was there and what, you know, tell me about how that went. And, um, yeah, all those kinds of things not only do we learn about them, but I think it really deepens our relationship with our kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that builds trust. That amount of trust can come in real handy. Um, you know, in middle school, high school, yep. college, you know, we all make mistakes, we all mess up. And that trust that you have with a parent or, you know, a guardian that can really help you, um, as a student, if you get stuck in a sticky situation, um, that's what we're there for. Well, Brian, thank you again. Oh my gosh. You're so great. I can't wait to see the next video (laughs) and see you go viral again. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope our paths cross again. And yes. I am so glad that you were able to join us. So um, I guess I hope that our listeners, whether they have middle schoolers or little people or um, larger people, however, however old your people are, um, I hope that you take some time and, and just hang out with, uh, with your person, ask some questions. Uh, not in a nosy way, but just get to know them, right? Get to know them a little bit. Um, And I think that also means sharing appropriately um, for ourselves, right? Um, So, all right, happy sharing, happy listening. See you later, guys. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, Check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.